Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What is going on, Jimmy? Same old, same old, same old. Same old doing the... Same old. Doing the, doing the quarantine still? Yep. Yeah, I don't yeah. care anymore. You don't care? Nope. Yeah, just do do whatever you care. want. Pretty much. You yeah. know why? Because you don't care. Well, I, it's not that I just don't care because I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of it. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. But I, re- I don't care because apparently um, nicotine prevents the coronavirus. Where, where'd you see that? Just science. Science. Science, facts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you see that? That's all over the place. Really? Like, uh, yeah. In France, they did a study testing uh, whether nicotine could prevent the coronavirus. Mm. And uh, turns out, you know what? People that smoke cigars like me uh, can't get it or something. I don't know. I was just reading can't something like that. Well, I don't know. I haven't read the whole article. You didn't hear I, Yeah. I, but, I mean, I also hear you can inject yourself with Lysol. And, oh, uh, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> um, but it looks like a scientific study. The theory is, uh, here's a quote, the theory is that nicotine could adhere to cell receptors, therefore blocking the virus from entering cells and spreading in the body, according to renowned neurobiologist Jean-Pierre Shenzhou. That sounds Chinese when I say it that way. Shenzhou? Changzhou. Anyway, anyway, Jean-Pierre uh, from France's Pasteur Institute, who also co-authored the study. So, uh, yeah, it's a big shout-out to uh, the bro that sent me this uh, link. Uh, yeah, France testing whether nicotine could prevent coronavirus. I think the jury has come in and says, boom, if uh, you're a smoker, you're safe. Wait, you're saying Trump didn't say? He didn't say Lysol. No. But he definitely talked about disinfectants uh, and no, sanitizer products. No, yeah. No, no, no. He, he, was, talk, he was talking about uh, – Trump was up there riffing. I'm not a defender of Trump, but people, uh, people go crazy on him when he's just like, yeah, you know, you can put some light in there or something, right? I mean, that's the thing that you do. Put light in the body. Uh, put some sort of disinfectant. That'd be good, right? That, he's not telling people to do it. He's up there uh, saying dumb things. Yeah. yeah he was, we can say yeah. he's saying dumb things, yeah. sure. Things that he shouldn't say. But he's not telling people to inject themselves. If I if I thought that Trump was say, then I would be as dumb as I think Trump is. What? Oh yeah, no, no. Common sense says not to do it. Yeah. Though apparently there was like spikes in, uh, uh, what's that hotline for? Poison control. Yeah. 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 I don't know what is that. What your MSNBC said? But I don't know. uh, That's what Fox News said. Yeah. So this is um, you're a person in conflict because you got the Trump flag. And then, but you also have uh, all of this. First of all, I don't do MSNBC. Yeah. Oh no. No. Why not? Because. Don't trust him. What? Well, you trust Fox? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, I don't. But. Here, the, listen, you can't trust I any like of the th- news channels. Yeah, I've got like three, four, five different ones that I go in between. Yeah. Okay. Just to get a, just to get like a smorgasbord of false news. Exactly. You don't just want I read the one same story from yeah. four different sources. Yeah. And then go. And you're just gonna make up your mind about what you're gonna tell. Oh, oh no. Then I just sit there and lie about you know. Oh, uh, nicotine will prevent you from getting the corona. I'm not lying. I'm just telling you what I read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. Just reporting mm-hmm. the facts. You're just. Oh, that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. The fact that I read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read the headline. I read the headline. That's a fact. That's all. I'm and, doing. and only reporting on the facts that you know uh, you seem to like. Well, why would I want to report on the facts I don't like? That's not interesting at all. Oh, there you go. See, just, and now disturbing. you've gotten into CNN and Fox. Oh, is that how it works? That's exactly how it I'm works. I'm going to make some money. It, mm. Get my own brand of fake. In fact, I, I think we should just start a news channel called Fake News. What about that? Just tell everybody up front, Fake News. Fake News. Call it Fake News Network. I feel like the Babylon Bee has already done that, and people still, and they still get don't in trouble. understand. Yeah. Uh. And they, can do, they, do, they are doing it much better than we would do it. Yeah, they are actually really good at that. Yeah. But they can't do what we do. Nothing. Podcast? Oh, nothing. 
They can't do a podcast or they can't oh, do nothing. Did I, I didn't tell you this. You have no idea yeah, here what I'm go. about to tell you. All right, I'm ready. All right, so Jen and the kids were looking on the local animal shelter's website. Okay. And there are like these like eight dogs. And one of them is uh, seven years old. Okay. And deaf. And it's not getting any interviews, right? There's no mm. visits scheduled. Mm-hmm. All the other animals get these visits scheduled. Yeah. yeah. And, and they feel bad for this dog. And so they started talking, we should go get that dog. Mm. Like we need another 50 pound dog running around our house. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, I don't, that's probably not the best idea. You, you'll go get that dog and the dog's deaf, you know, and it says the dog has special needs. It says it in the thing, special needs. I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. Um, but they're, uh, they're actually going there uh, today okay. to look at this dog and to probably bring it home. Oh, wow. You look so thrilled. Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, oh. get the dog. You know, yeah. it's, it's fine. I told them if... You are um, excited for it, yeah. If we get the dog, the one condition is we have to rename her. Because I'm uh-huh. not going to name her Winnie. Caroni. Caroni. Mm-hmm. Okay. Caroni. Caroni. That is the name. So, yeah, my, my, my wife. And they, they, if it was... If all the dogs were... All those dogs are gone now. There's just one left there. The same one. No, getting no visits. Nobody wants to take a seven-year-old deaf dog home. Wow. So, now we're going to get it. Yeah. Man, that's so kind of your family. I mean, you, you're just... You you don't want that dog, do you? I want the name Caroni. I think that's funny. That that's the only reason why mm-hmm. you want that dog is yeah, the name, call name it Caroni. Well, it's deaf. I can call it whatever I want. Really, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> Joe, 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 I was telling. I was. I was. The kids were like, "Well, wait a minute. Can the dog bark? Um, even though it can't hear." I said, "Yeah, it can bark, but it sounds different." Hmm. I won't mimic. No, the, no. the my my version of that. But uh, the kids thought it was funny. Goodness, yeah. see, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I actually honestly thought you were going to name a Fofo. No, I know, because it it's deaf. But it's not deaf in one ear. It's, Here's the thing. I'm going blind in one eye. Oh, man. And, uh, I know. I haven't it, shared those photos. Yeah, that's. Uh, it is like when I cover up this eye, everything is. Is a, that the, still the same one that gives the pink eye? Is that, it's not the, pink eye. I know, it's the one, iritis, I know, but, but it gets one, red. But is this, this, it's this one. That one. Okay, so the one that's going blind is yeah. the pink eye one. It's not pink eye. But yeah, yeah. So like it's uh, it it got worse, and now so when I cover up my left eye, um, that's not good. Everything's a little, a little foggy. Have you gone in and take a look or no? Well, it's Corona time, so now. Oh, I guess yeah, you can't yeah. go now. Yeah. Whatever. Are you, are you going? How about this? Are you going to? I'll just get a patch. You're just gonna get I'm a gonna patch. Get a patch. You're like, you know, I'm just gonna lean into I'm it. Gonna go Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except I got mine because I was lazy, now and he got I his. Because now I, I get it now. Wow. Wow. What? You're afraid that Dan Crenshaw is going to be the next Kirk Cameron. I see Jen reading his books and she does loving. Like, she does like her some I Crenshaw. Her, she, oh, yeah. she is all about Dan oh, Crenshaw. she's all about so Dan Crenshaw. So you feel like... I got to keep need, up. You gotta, it was like that time. It just dawned on me. The moment you said, like, Dan Crenshaw, I'm like, oh. This is not the first time you're going to Are you going to try to find his cologne? Uh, I don't wear a cologne. You, you might, wear, you, you wear you, cologne. You might uh, need I'm to. Not doing and I do I'll wear tell you cologne. what. Th- this happened before. In the 90s, mm-hmm. there was a Creed video on. I think it was a Creed video. And one of the guys had nipple rings. And Jen goes, oh, that looks kind of cool. And that did, I went right out. <laughs> Turns out it doesn't look as good on a chubby guy. <laughs> now, are those are those holds like sealed up? I don't know what it's called. Like when you don't use them, do they get like. Yeah, you take them out. They close up real quick. All right, are they yeah. closed up? I, I kept them until we had a kid. And then uh, she kept, Catherine kept yanking on them as a baby. So uh, I got rid of them. That was 2001. All right. I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. I want you to be serious. Okay. I'm serious now. All right. Do you have a photo of it? Oh, I probably do somewhere. Yeah. Never. 
What, never. What you, what, no, you'll what never do you mean? get it. You'll never get it. What do you Jen mean? Jen wouldn't give it to you, and uh, and I'm not going to share now. Why not? How, how are you not going to share that? Oh no way. Why would you not mm-hmm. share that? No. If I looked like the guy from Creed, maybe I would. But no, but I, listen, I, listen, listen, listen. This is our podcast. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why our podcast mm-hmm. is what the Jofo is. Right. And the Jofo is sharing those photos. I don't think that's what it is. Yes, it is. Pretty sure. I think it's no, protecting no. the public from those photos. No, 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 no. I, no, really no. Think I think the public is. wants it. Oh, really? So you, you know what? I, I would guess, love. I'm going to share a photo that I, I took last night. Of last night. Go ahead. At the elders meeting. I kind of expected that. Mm-hmm. You, I'm actually surprised okay. you have it yet. All right. I, I'm actually surprised you have not yet. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, that was before digital cameras were a thing, so I, I doubt that. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you won't have that. Yeah. Yeah, you might not. No, no, no. You know what we got to do? We got to finish up this uh, sixteen eighty nine chapter. What is this? Twenty six. We are in the last paragraph of chapter twenty six, all about the church ecclesiology, and this is a really interesting paragraph. Paragraph fifteen. All right. Let me read this. In cases of difficulties or differences, either in point of doctrine or administration, wherein either the churches in general are concerned or any one church in their peace, union, and edification, or any member or members of any church are injured in or by any proceedings in censures not agreeable to truth and order, it is according to the mind of Christ that many churches holding communion together do by their messengers meet to consider and give their advice in or about that matter of difference or the, sorry. Yeah. Indifference in the difference, right? It's not just yeah, it matters indifference. In yep. To report it to all the churches concerned. Howbeit, these messengers assembled are not entrusted with any church power properly so called or with any jurisdiction over the churches themselves to exercise any censures either over any churches or persons or to impose their determination on the churches or officers. Okay, this is actually a, a timely uh, yeah. subject for us. And so why don't we walk through what is actually being said in this paragraph, how many independent and Baptist churches sidestep what this is actually calling for. All right. And then we'll talk about, you know, how we could see this working in our context or in another. Okay. Sure. Let's go with it. All right. So we're talking about cases of difficulties or differences, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so whenever there's a beef and it's a significant beef, uh, whether it's in doctrine uh, or administration, it could be in one church or in a few different churches. um, When there is a beef that is disturbing peace, union, and edification, um, where somebody is injured, right, a member or a church, then what we're supposed to do is that the churches that hold communion together can meet to address this problem, right? To to yeah. to not yeah. just talk about it, but it says to give advice about that matter of difference and then let everybody you know, report it to all the churches concerned. Mm. Big picture, not complicated. No. There's, there's, a signif- there's a real problem. In a church or between churches, it should be addressed by the, that cooperating fellowship of churches, and and how we can talk about how that might be done, right? You might have a committee or something, um, and then Maybe that an executive one, yeah. <laughs> and then that's got to be reported back to the whole. Hmm. Okay, so um, and yet that body doesn't necessarily have power over a particular church to tell it what it must do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, goodness. Oh, I, Joe's on his. My wife is sending me a text about small group. I got to turn it off. Yep. How do I do that, Jimmy? I like this. Yeah. Jimmy taught me how to turn off my yeah. text. Option. Yep. Yeah. Op- option. Click. And then click off. Yep. All right. So 
How are people getting around this? How are people avoiding holding churches accountable, leaders accountable for their actions when they are independent? What what do they what do they what have you heard them say? Well, I've just heard them say uh uh, when they're independent, yeah. like, so they're not even part of this, the association, well, even if they are part of an association. Well, I think I've heard a number of things. I've heard one, uh, some people say, uh, well, they don't have authority mm-hmm. to do anything. So why yeah. do it? Right. And actually that, that's something that came up recently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, but we can't tell them what to do. So, so why even tell so them? We anything? can't tell them what to do. Yeah. But that, but that, no, that's not the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't make them do anything, but you can tell them what to do. You that's can right. say, this can is say, the right. This is what it means to be in fellowship with us. Exactly. This is what is right and honorable. So uh, you said you've seen this recently. What was the most? Oh, I'm trying to think through. Um, uh, sorry, it's going through my, uh, the going... sexual abuse stuff. The right. sexual abuse stuff, right? They're talking about, okay, how you, how could you, how could you have these standards? And that, obviously not the standard about whether or not to sexually abuse, right? Yeah, that's but a pretty the, easy one. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> don't but do the, that. But the, but the checking up on and the background stuff right. and expecting all these things to say, well, well, we don't have authority to go and tell them what to, to, to hold to that. Right. So, okay, so running with that, like, so there are, um, you know, 700 churches in the SBC over a span of a few decades uh, were found to have been uh, complicit in... Uh, covering up sex abuse or there was sex abuse that wasn't was mishandled or whatever. Mm. So the SBC could put together a, a team of people yep. to look into this, to investigate and then report back and give advice. Yeah. They can do that. Yep. And that doesn't bind any church to do anything, but it's like, this is what we are saying yep. we should do. Yeah. Um, that would be a good thing. Maybe it's, um, I know ARBCA association of reformed Baptist churches in America mm-hmm. Um, not an association that we're a part with, though I know some, we know some great people that, well, they were, I don't know if they're a part of it anymore. I don't think the people that I know are anymore a part of ARBCA, but you know, they had the big Tom Chantry, uh, uh, scandal really, where there were allegations of, uh, child abuse and sexual abuse. And, um, and so that was that, I mean, if you do the reading on that, that appears to have been woefully mishandled. Mm -hmm. I mean, terribly handled and, and not dealt with plainly. So if we're talking about, if we believe, because like we do, that every church should be autonomous, Mm. governing itself according to scripture under the lordship of Christ, but we still believe in a kind of, of, we still believe in accountability. Yeah. So um, how do churches that are independent function with accountability towards other churches? Well, I think that's part of being uh, the network of the association, right? Uh, where you uh, have other like-minded uh, believers, yep. other brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, specifically brothers, when we're talking about church leadership, uh, being able to gather together and have conversations, right? And so people could uh, push back on you. They can encourage you. They mm. can correct you. Now we see this, I mean, typically you're supposed to see it kind of at the regional level and then you see it larger, yeah. you know, within the, this, uh, the convention level, yeah, I national. Guess, the national level. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, there's opportunities there for fellowship and discussion. Yeah. Accountability pushback. Like see anybody that I know who's healthy knows that they need pushback and accountability. Yeah. Jim, now Jimmy and I, let's not say we're not healthy. Okay. But if we were, we would still <laughs> even more recognize we need accountability yeah. and pushback. Jimmy has to push back on me. I got to push back on him. The elders, we all do that together. And so if you know that you need it, then you must know, you should know that your church needs it. This is one of the reasons why we need associations, 
conventions or denominations. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it is yes, it is for the cause of Christ, but it is also for the purity of the church. Um, it's not just so that, oh, hey, we want to go out and make disciples. Yes, that is the, the, the impetus, right? We want to cooperate together for the cause of Christ. But yeah, one yeah. Of the, to do that effectively, then we need to have some checks and balances, some accountability, so that when a church goes off the rails, like, look, read Revelation. Churches go off the rails sometimes. Yeah. Um, when, when we begin to get off track or if we mishandle something, we need people to speak into that. So when, when somebody's looking, let's say there's a church planter or a church that is just totally well, here. The, hold yeah. on, and and along then then that that shows I think the importance of actually having teeth as a, as a convention, right? So uh, there's no point in being part of a convention for a cooperation and for accountability if there is no accountability. If the convention is not willing to step in and say something and do something, mm-hmm. then there's really no point in being a part of that because it's just it, it, what's the uh, I'm not I'm trying to think of it's just a weak man you know what I mean like it's a, they're not going to do anything so why would you even listen yeah well and we see that right that uh, I mean think about it this way there are I don't know how many churches are in the SBC but a lot right a lot of churches in the SBC yeah uh, one of the, it's the largest Protestant denomination they say now um, the only thing that I've ever really seen happen is on occasion, they will, out of the hundreds of thousands of churches, they will remove a church if they start ordaining women or marrying homosexuals, right? Now, there's probably been a few other th- situations in which they've done that, but that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, we also know that there have been a lot of theological uh, abuses and spiritual abuses that have happened within our churches that have never been addressed yeah. by the SBC. So why, I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you. Oh, oh no. Um, no I for, for Steve. For Steve uh, McCoy. Okay. Why do you believe it is so tempting for networks, conventions, and denominations to not address churches that are violating biblical standards when we are supposed to have a cooperative, accountable relationship? You know exactly what I'm oh, going to say. Oh, I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm saying. I'm going to sound like a cynic. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is it? Uh, because they're commodities that give you cash. Yes, money, money. money now, money. listen, that's not always the case. That's not of always course. the case. It's not always the case, but it's definitely one of the reasons there's, there's a temptation there. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, there have been, listen, talk to people that have been in ministry a long time, um, especially like generations before mine or people that are in churches that they've inherited. Uh, it is, it takes, it takes more courage to confront a member who is erring when they are big donors to the church and you know that they are big donors to the church. Now, in our case, there is, that's not a thing because we have no idea what people give and um, it's a church we planted. So there's a different feel to it. Yeah, but yeah. I know that I've had other pastors say like, no, that takes more courage because we're going to, we're going to potentially take a big hit. Yeah. Here. Cause they might leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to impede the mission that, you know, that or at least it could potentially impede the mission that you're trying to accomplish. So I do, I do think that's a part of I it. I mean, you even saw it within the SBC when it came to the ERLC, right? People talking about the cooperative program and, uh, how much to give and withholding if Russ Moore didn't step down or yeah. something like that, right? So it's not it's not far fetched no, to think that people all. aren't thinking in terms of dollar and cents and understanding, I guess, their quote unquote monetary value that they bring mm-hmm. uh, to the SBC, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're just a bunch of sinners, bunch of sinners using whatever manipulative leverage we have to get our way. There's probably another reason that it isn't addressed, right? 
Uh, cowardice, yes. <laughs> yep. There's cowardice. People are afraid. But what? So they're afraid maybe of losing money. Uh, maybe they're afraid of the controversy itself. It's just plain Like stirring old, something up? Yeah, it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Some people are just like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And listen, man, we've had, we as pastors, we have to step into situations where mm-hmm. we know like, whew, okay, we're going to step into this and it's going to be awkward and painful. But that's yeah. the job. That's the calling. That's yep. the nature of our of our lives together. Yeah. Yep. In family, in my family, if I had a problem or if my dad had a problem or my sister, if anybody had a problem, we would just say, Hey, I don't like what you just said or did. That was stupid. (laughs) Stop it. Don't do that. Um, in Jen's family, they wouldn't say anything. They just would just be chill. Oh man. I remember like, like my family is much the same as yours, right? Like we just, yell yeah. scream get it all out and then boom you're done you're, right? d- you're done with you're it. done i mean i remember first walking into uh michelle her family's yeah. house and in uh, canada in canada and and tripping over uh all the stuff that was swept under the rug <laughs> like it was just it was yeah. metaphorically yeah no and physically oh they were dirty they were yeah, dirty can- oh the canadian of course canadian. <laughs> but like yeah they wrote it all down all their grievances and then swept it under the rug and i stepped <laughs> over that i stepped over that <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about this why did this why, what, what? oh i remember sitting at dinner one day and like you could tell and i'm like this is so uncomfortable yeah it's just it's fine it's like that time i told um my my wife's mom to mind her business yeah. uh when she was and uh that would just be a normal thing to say like hey this is not your business this is our business would you don't worry about it don't mm-hmm. want you pressuring jen here um and yeah that uh that was an inappropriate i didn't handle that well i i should have addressed my mother-in-law in a more compassionate, respectful yes, way. That's, I know. I mean, I should have. You, and, uh, and, and are you now? Oh yes. Yeah. Actually we are great. It oh, took years, good. but like I love my mother-in-law mm. and I think she likes me a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I look forward to seeing her. She's, she's a great woman. She really is a great woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons why we might not. Yeah, people want trying to, to avoid it. that controversy. Conflict, controversy, embarrassment, yeah. And, and yeah, losing money. It's embarrassing. It becomes public information. Yeah. You know, legal reasons people might not want to address things because we live in a litigious society and yep. people aren't afraid to sue. Uh, you know, forget what scripture you said this about me. I'm going to sue. I'm going to yeah. bring you up on some some crazy charges and see if I can get some money out of you. So not only going to lose money, you're going to lose more money. Yeah. Or if I can get my sermons back and then have my platform <laughs> and I might just call it like running in the word or something. And I just want to, <laughs> I just want to go ahead and take care of those journalists and everybody oh, else. And I'll man. give my friend a VW beetle, a VW bug. And then he'll, he'll not say anything about me. And I'll oh. talk to my good friends over at some online today for Christianity. And they won't say things either. Oh, just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah, he's suing man cow. Yeah. He's in the middle of a lawsuit. You know what's even better about that? He's yeah. using uh, McDonald's old lawyer, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, who is using? Oh, McDo- wait, man cow is yeah. using McDonald's. McDonald was using his lawyer earlier. Oh, so there you go. So yeah. there you go. He's oh, using the same lawyer that McDonald had used to sue uh, Julie Roy's and uh, 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 the elephant's debt. Yikes. Okay. So what might this look like? Let's, I mean, I don't know if we need an example, but what might it look like? Let's say there's a problem in a church. Like there's mm. a, there, there are allegations of abuse and a, a, a church, if there are allegations of abuse, what does that church need to do first? Oh, um, I'm trying to think through if there's allegations of abuse, I think they need to be reaching out to their, their local 
local association, right? Uh, investigating it, taking a look at it, removing the individual, documenting, uh, go to the cops first, obviously. Um, so let's say that like there's, somebody makes an allegation of abuse. That may mean if they're saying I was abused, then we have to report that. I absolutely. Think. Uh, it depends on your state. But uh, we are mandatory reporters here in Illinois. So you've got to report that. You've got to investigate at the same yep. time because yep. we bear a level of responsibility. So investigation, report. Let's say. And I'm willing to say if you're not in a state that's mandatory reporting, you're still you still report, but that's, that's me. Yeah. I don't care where I live and it's uh, whether or not it's a mandatory reporting I'm reporting. Yeah. So I agree. So we've got um, investigation and reporting happening immediately. And let's say that um, there is a, it's not handled well. And um, it's, it's, it, the, the church begins to have significant, conflict uh and it becomes known right uh through other people talking about it online or whatever what should i mean should, does the association of churches that it belongs to do, do they have a responsibility at that point um i think they response I, I would say yes there's a responsibility because it's uh, a church that you are in fellowship with right yeah. in association with uh, i think it, it is a responsibility uh to see how things are going what's going on how you could be of assistance maybe where things went wrong and how you can correct uh the individuals that uh maybe mishandled and here's the thing like i think it's the right thing to do if you see a church really mishandling things and it's a significant thing right it, it's either significant doctrine or it's significant um, demonstration of ungodliness. Uh, it, it, you, we have the responsibility to speak because they are our brothers. We're in cooperation with them. Mm -hmm. But it's also an opportunity then for the network convention or denomination to say, we do not operate this way. Yeah, We operate in a different way that is in line with scripture where there's yep. transparency and accountability. Yep. So we're going to address this issue and be as direct as we can and, uh, and be as transparent as we can. It's good for the uh, people who have been hurt and offended. It's good for the church and it's good for the network as a whole hmm. to not do it. I mean, listen, you can't, you, you, it's really hard to get away with stuff today because of social media. Yeah. Of the the yeah, internet yeah. used to be, you could get away with a lot of stuff in a lot of places. Uh, but, Everything is recordable, uh, discoverable, yeah. and shareable. Like it, that stuff is is easy to disseminate, and so you you're gonna really you're you're gonna get caught. And so for the network that maybe doesn't have any um, direct responsibility for what happened in a church, uh, you will come under scrutiny for not addressing the problem, to seeking to protect the flock that you are. Uh, facilitating in their cooperative efforts. You're going to come under not just scrutiny, but a charge because yeah. like you could have said something and you could have used this as an opportunity to show other churches what not to do. Yeah. And this is one of the things that bothers me about churches is maybe a church will, will handle conflict in an unhealthy way. Right. Um, Someone says, well, this person, you know, abused me in some way. Okay, well, that person is repentant. We've talked to them. They're repentant. So now you need to forgive that person. Get them in a room, make them forgive each other, or make the, the person who's been assaulted forgive that person, and then nothing's reported, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, like, once that is learned by that staff, that is then replicated in other places. That's sort of an example. Yeah, they, they take that on because, they, yeah, they take that on, and the next place that they're at, they feel like, okay, this is the correct process, or this process worked here. 
That's yep. what that's what I was you know taught to do. That's what I yeah. you know saw, and so now I'm going to do it over here. So now you just perpetuated the problem. Yeah, authoritarianism spreads uh, from church to church, and, uh, and this is why people have said, "Oh, that that model of church that's a very sovereign grace style church." Yeah, and that yeah, meant yeah, a yeah. few things, and one of the things it meant was is a lot of control. Yep. Back in the day, that when I talked to Sovereign Grace guys uh, and those churches and people that came out of those churches, they're like, yeah, lots of control, determining like, well, you're not allowed to go to that CG or small group. You have to go to this one. That's the one you're allowed to go to. Uh, even just things like that. And that was sort of replicated. Or that's a MacArthur-style church. That's a master mm. seminary church. Yeah, right? yeah. So it usually had something to do with uh, some of the leadership culture. Uh, that was there that tended to replicate it. So that's a nine marks church, right? It's yeah. your typical SBC church. Right? That all tends to mean something. Not all. Yeah, things, yeah. But tends there, to there's always something. a bit of truth uh, to it, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about churches that are having conflict, what do you think are the, some of the common conflicts? Not, I mean, obviously there are big ones that are heinous and just heartbreaking. Yeah. But what are some of the common conflicts that might be helped by a uh, by the the network stepping in to help address the issue? make a report and some recommendations. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can only think of the big ones. I mean, those are the ones that we've been discussing lately as far as intersection, uh, intersectionality, right? I mean, that was brought up at the last, uh, uh, convention, uh, itself, right? Yep. I think of like, um, well, the most common one that I see is, uh, overbearing leadership, mm. um, and lack of transparency. Now, some of this. Can, Do you see that actually being addressed? No, that's saying that one of the most common problems. That oh, needs I'm to be sorry. Addressed. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought I thought you were saying a common problems that are being addressed. No, okay. no, yeah, because not enough are. You know, and again, yeah. it's like you're you're not. You don't have to um, come down and and pass uh, any kind of. Uh, edict that forces churches that we don't believe in that if you're yeah. independent but you can still say listen this is a problem that we see in our convention you should be able to say these are the common problems that we're seeing or this is a big problem that has just come up and so we want to address that and and offer some counsel here um that would be a great step i don't see enough of that happen now we have yeah. resolutions that are passed in the sbc and a lot of people would say well those are but typically those are pretty toothless and most of the time they're not, and some of them have been horrible in the past, um, and some of them have been good, but we need a more direct, not direct, but a more, a more robust treatment of the real issues yeah. that we find problems that are coming up in our denominations, especially as it relates to leadership, um, uh, accountability, how people in the church can have a voice if they are afraid that their church is, is mishandling funds or something like that. If it's an independent church, you really can't do anything about it. Well, what you could, should be able to do is say, hey, listen, I'm concerned. Go to the network. I'm concerned about um, what our church is doing here. And I would hope that they could at least check in with the church to ask what's going on, uh, what are your policies, and then speak into that as brothers in Christ. Mm, absolutely. I don't know. But I would be curious where where our listeners see the need for more accountability and, uh, and transparency within our networks, uh, denominations, and conventions, where they see this, uh, the need and how it could be addressed. Like specifically, what are the issues that you think our associations should be directly interacting with and going public? 
Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.